MLM Nation, episode 689. Welcome to MLM Nation, a podcast of leaders, by leaders, for leaders, hosted by Simon Chan. He's built a team of over 200,000 and is now a full-time MLM coach and trainer. So if you're ready to level up your business, join us now. Let's do this. If you love this show, you're going to love my daily pep talk. It's free for everyone. It's a quick two, three-minute motivation every single day at 8.25 a.m. to get you going. You can catch it live. You can catch it recorded on my Instagram channel or on my Simon Chan. It's free for everyone. Hey, I'm here to motivate you and pump you up, and I look forward to seeing you on my daily pep talk. ML Nation, this is Simon Chan. I'm fired up to bring our special guest today. We have Michael Stotts. Hey, Mike, are you ready to make it happen? Absolutely, Simon. Let's rock and roll. Michael Stotts was recruited to play Division I baseball at Jackson State. He graduated with a degree in computer engineering and then later on earned another degree, a master's degree, at Howard University. After graduation, Mike had a successful 17-year career in the telecom industry, working for companies like AT&T, Siemens, and Cisco Systems. He eventually left telecom and worked in the real estate industry before everything crashed in 2007-2008. In 2016, Mike got started with his current network marketing company, and within four and a half months, he and his wife reached the top. Today, he's a six-figure earner with a team around the world. Mike, I've given ML Nation a brief intro, but please take back your background. How did you get started in network marketing? Well, it was uh, ironically, uh, God's timing is everything, uh, Simon. I actually uh, was on a lunch break uh, back in my career, you know, at at t years ago in engineering and went to get a haircut. And uh, in getting a haircut, I met a young man who was uh, in the chair before me. Uh, he happened to have been a doctor. He was a psychologist, a psychiatrist. He actually, you know, just kind of prospected me and asked me where I opened up opportunities outside of what I was doing. And I said, absolutely. So we sat down over coffee a couple of days later. And, um, you know, one of the key things he said to me, he says, Mike, you know, money is not my challenge. He says, my challenge is my time. I have a young family. I have practice. I'm in the hospital. And uh, ended up, uh, that, that kind of opened my eyes. And he says, but what I need is to redeem my time. And so got started in 1992. And uh, it's been a wonderful ride ever since. So how did you do? You got started in 1992. Uh, how old were you back then? And how did your first couple of weeks go? Wow. I was actually about 20, I was about 28 years old uh, at that time. And uh, my first couple of years was, uh, it was a journey, right? I won't say it was a struggle. It was a journey because uh, it really allowed me to uh, learn skills that really translated, uh, I would say, migrated into my professional career. It allowed me to really learn how to, to uh, communicate with people, how to see things from other people's perspective, and really how to develop. Although I had, you know, teamwork, team skills, it really allowed me to focus on helping other people win so we are able to get the things that we want done uh, by doing that. And so, uh, that journey through those first two or three years was really a learning process on how to become a professional in the industry. Since you've been in a profession for so long, right, especially now you're very successful, looking back, what were some of the mistakes that you made early on back when you just got started? You know, some of the mistakes was thinking that 
everybody was going to be as excited about what I was doing uh, as I was, right? And so I, you know, I was a novice at it, and I just would, you know, just blurt things out, just, just uh, as you would say, just throw up on them in terms of the opportunity because I was so excited about the impact the opportunity could, could have in their life. And I wanted them to see it from the vantage point that I saw it. And that wasn't the case. It was really uh, a repellent because I gave out too much information uh, for people to process. And so I realized over time that I had to give them bite-sized information and put them in the right environment to be able to receive the information. So let's um, go uh, forward in time. Uh, you, you're doing real estate. What were you doing in real estate? Uh, I was a full-time professional realtor selling uh, residential uh, properties as well as, you know, rentals as well. And so, um, you know, the dot-com bubble burst really catapulted me into that industry. I really had the desire to play in that space. Uh, but, you know, the downturn in the economy in that industry at that time really accelerated me being in the industry. And so I, my focus was our real estate, you know, residential real estate uh, at that time. And then what got you to look at uh, network marketing again? What happened? How were you presented your current opportunity? Well, I, I never stopped looking at network marketing. One of the things that I realized and I tell people is it's multiple streams of income. And so although I was doing very well in my profession as an engineer, I always saw network marketing as another stream that allowed me to do some above and beyond things uh, that didn't really tap into the savings that was in my profession. And so I never left the industry. It was I did it in parallel to my profession because I really loved it. I really loved helping people, seeing other people win. People maybe did not have my skill set, you know, as an engineer or, you know, be in a corporate position where, you know, uh, income wasn't a challenge. Uh, for them, it allowed me to really show them another way to create the cash flow on an even playing field. What happened that made you decide? Because you always uh, did network marketing, you believed it. But what that triggered you to say, "Hey, I'm going to go all in at this. I'm going to do this instead of just being there, just learn, learn, make some income on the side." What made you go for all in? You know, I, and I'm going to say this in a jokingly manner, Simon. I, I got tired of getting up at what I like to call zero dark thirty if you will, getting in traffic I didn't really want to be in. Uh, in some cases, being around people I really didn't want to be around. I, you know, I have a, I would say a, a stronger blue personality. I love to have fun. I love to golf. I love to travel. And so I saw an opportunity where I could really put myself in a position to create that residual income that I really desire to, to kind of, I'm not necessarily replace my income, but put me in it a somewhat of a comfortable position to walk away from the corporate world. And so, you know, we put the pedal down when we found the right opportunity that allowed us to really, you know, to, to create, to, to do the things that we desire doing, you know, in those moments when you're sitting in traffic and you're saying, you know, this, I can't be doing this for the rest of my life. And so uh, that was really the, the key thing that allowed me to really make go full time because we put the work in. We created the income, and now we were able, you know, to travel where we want to, and and be who we want to, and, and do what we want to. Hey, you talk about the um, the for the personality types. You're blue. Did you um, was that coincidence? You're wearing a blue t-shirt and a blue jacket. <laughs> blue is one of my favorite colors. Right? <laughs> uh, I saw your jacket. I like your jacket, and uh, you know when you watch it on for listeners, you watch this on YouTube. You see the jacket's a nice jacket, but only a blue personality would that wear that type of jacket. <laughs> and then I put on this, you know, no shortcuts, right? 
there's no shortcuts to success uh, in whatever we do. And so, yeah, blue, blue is one of my favorite colors. And, you know, and as an engineer, Simon, I would say I uh, have somewhat of a can, can, can uh, vacillate between them. I have somewhat of a green personality just because of my, my uh, professional training. But uh, deep down inside, I'm a blue. I love to have fun. I love to see people have fun and laugh because, you know, people don't necessarily uh, remember. You may not necessarily remember you. But they'll always remember how you make them feel. And mm. so, you know, having fun uh, is uh, what I enjoy doing while teaching people how to, and create, to, to increase their cash flow. Hey, for those listeners who don't know about the four personality types, uh, you mentioned blue, green. Can you just go over them really quickly? Well, you know, that green personality is that individual that, uh, you know, that they want all the facts, right? They want to they read the back of every contract, every sheet. You know, they, they need those numbers. That person that's that red personality is like, OK, let's get this get straight to the point. Don't give me any fluff. You know, I just want to give me give me the ABC and then I can make my decision. Um, you know, that that yellow personality is that person that, you know, they want to save uh, they want to save the world. They want to they want to save the whales. They 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 very passionate about, you know, making sure the environment is intact. Uh, those those types of individuals and then blue are those individuals like hey if there's going to be a party if we're going to have some fun then i want to be there and so you know those are the kind of the four personality types that you, that i have run into that i look for so that lets me know how to share information with them what's the first thing you look for to because obviously a lot of advantages and for those who are listening i can link a youtube video that i've done that talks about these four personality types it goes deeper into what mike but i'm interested in if you met someone what are some things you look for that merely tells you what personality type they are? Uh, I, you know, based on my, our conversation, you know, one of the things I look for is that, you know, are they entrepreneurial, right? Uh, are they an entrepreneurial person? And if they're asking me questions, then I know they're more of a green, maybe a green red personality, right? Because they want the facts. They want the information. Right. Um, if they, you know, in the conversation, if they like, man, I remember, you know, I, we stayed at this hotel and man, I remember having this, you know, having this fun. And that kind of lets me know they're more of a blue, you know, they're a person that loves to have fun. They love to travel. They love to be in that environment. Uh, it, you know, if they're if I'm talking with them and they're more concerned about how this is going to you know, impact the, the, the environment, is there any ingredients in the product that can actually harm people? That lets me know they're more of a yellow personality. And so uh, it really lets me know what type of person I'm dealing with and then what lane I need to stay in in my conversation to really appeal to their their uh, type. Hey, I love how you uh, uh, ask that simple question because you, you can even, you know, when you ask someone, hey, how, how are things going? Just say you meet a realtor. How are things going in the real estate market? And they say, oh, we just ton of fun. We just had a, this whole, you know, housewarming thing with a client. You can tell it's probably a blue personality, right? Well, someone said, oh, yeah, the market is this and this and the market's going down. Then, you know, it's like a green personality or you talk about, oh, we just have this mom like struggling and finally found a dream home. And it's awesome to help her out. It's probably like you said, a yellow personality. Absolutely. And, you know, sometimes I have a conversation. Let's say when when I was in the real estate world and still today, I was like, I would ask him, I said, hey, listen, uh, you know, how the closings coming, Right. If I want to get straight to the where the where the rubber meets the road with their money, you know, I would say, you know, how's the closings coming? And they're going to tell me, man, they're too far and few between. Right? That that's a that's a ding 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 to let me know that hey, 
they have a need for another stream of income. Mm. They, they need to they need to increase the, the, the pipeline. You know, if they tell me, hey, man, things are great. You know, I got a closing, closing, closing. Then, you know, my question would be, well, now how's your time? You know, are you able to, how, you, you know, are you a golfer? What do you love doing? Right. And then they'll say, man, I love golfing, but I just can't get out to play because, you know, I'm, I'm always at an open house or I'm always, you know, going for a listening appointment. So those kind of questions are just leading me in a direction that I need. I know I need to speak with that particular that potential prospect uh, to, to get to the point to where we can talk about what I'm what I'm looking to offer. Yeah, that's really, really good. And then, you know, I want to add one more. For like a red personality, if you ask them, how's it going? And they say, oh, we're crushing it this year. We're about to hit record numbers. Then you know that person's a red, red personality, right? right. Very goal-driven challenge. Awesome tips and advice. Um, what would you say is your a light bulb moment in your career that we're marking where maybe aha moment, something happened, and then things really, really start taking off for you in network marketing? You know, aha moment world for me was when I met my uh, coach and mentor back in 2012. Uh, and a very young, he's a very young man. He's actually be, you know, my younger, younger brother uh, in the industry. And I'd never been exposed to an individual who was impacting as many people uh, around the world and creating the kind of cash flow he was creating on a monthly basis. And that right there let me know that it was an aha moment for me because I met someone, number one, that looked like me, right? Uh, we had some of the same desires, some of the same you know, goals, but uh, he had what I desired. And that was an aha moment to let me know that this industry could really give me the lifestyle that I desired if I had the right mentorship, right? So in the right mentorship, in the right environment uh, that I could actually go all in so I can really create the lifestyle I desire and, uh, you know, do the things that I, you know, wrote down as my goals and dreams. That's awesome. What did he inspire you to do afterwards? So you met him because all of a sudden inspiration is good. But what are some action steps you immediately took after you met him? One of the things he told me is that uh, I had to create the environment. You know, sometimes people create what we call a vision board. Well, a vision board, you know, you could put that away or you, you may not go to it all the time, but you have to create what I'll create like what I call a vision environment, right? So you may be in your current state right now, uh, but you could put up, let's say, for example, um, you got this certain kitchen you want, right? You can go and find that kitchen, uh, you know, in a magazine or or go to a you know open house in a, in a new home and have a photo of that kitchen in the kitchen you're in now. So really keeping your eyes, tapping into your five senses to where now it's, uh, it's in front of you every single day. So creating what I like to call a vision environment in your bedrooms, in your bathroom. So doing that because now it impacts, it impacts the desire, right, it, uh, as well. Then the other thing was working more on me than I work on others, hmm. right? Developing myself as a leader. Uh, leaders get paid very well, but when you can create other leaders, you can get paid really well. And so that's why individuals in the corporate world, you know, who are in management and leadership, they get paid a lot more than, uh, quote unquote, your everyday lay person that, that comes in. Right. Because they they've exhibited leadership skills that warrant them being paid a little bit more to, to develop others as leaders. Right. And so, you know, those were two things that it really, you know, honed in on me because the other skills I had those skills. I could still could improve on those other skills, 
But those were two things. The last thing was believing, right? Believing. Um, how to actually believe for what you desire. How to keep that belief up when in business you have ebb and flow, right? When it could go, it could be up one minute, down one minute. How do you handle and control your emotions and your belief in those seasons where business is going good and when business is in the valley, not going so good? Those things were critical to uh, me, you know, having success in this industry as a professional. You've been very successful in um, throughout your life, you know, even from uh, being being able to play Division One baseball, which is only one percent of high school athletes get to do, um, to your career in telecom, to real estate, and now in network marketing. What's one thing you feel that like has helped you become successful? Uh, it's really getting an environment. I believe getting an environment to where you now can be stretched to be stretched to know that, hey, you know what? This can happen for me as well. What I mean by that, being around individuals that are better than you, right? They've already achieved what you desire. And now just, you know, being able to communicate with them and watching how how they do things and, and what is provided, what kind of lifestyle is provided for them, you know, it's created the desire in me to go and do the work and put the work in. And I think that's that's key because if you don't have the desire with inside of you, then you're not going to go do the work you need in order to grow and, and create the lifestyle you desire. Because it's one thing for you, Simon, to have it, right? But it's another thing for me to have a desire to do the work, the work that you did in order to achieve that success. So someone who's new, who doesn't have much of a network, and they're listening and they're networking, they're like the smartest person among their friends, um, where can they go to find people who are better than who will push them? Uh, well, depending on what they're in, in this industry, um, I'm just first and foremost, something that doesn't cost them YouTube, right? A lot of people are mentored, you know, from, you know, watching The Strangest Secret from Earl Nightingale, right? Uh, Jim Rohn, um, Les Brown, um, Miles Monroe. Uh, you know, when you start looking at some of the giants, Tony Robbins, these individuals can mentor you mentor you to be able to now work on those skills, teaching you how to develop those skills, the do's and don'ts, the things that they went through. They're telling you, you know, through their wisdom, you know, not to go down that path. So these are some of the things that you can do off the bat that doesn't cost you any money because it's readily available to you. Awesome. Hey, uh, this is my favorite question. What is your worst moment in network marketing to the point that you may even have regrets. You want to leave this profession, but you didn't. And that's why you are the leader you are today. You know what, Simon? I'm going to answer this probably differently than you think. I haven't had any moments that wanted me to leave the industry. Right? And here's why. I'm a people person. I may, you know, a lot of times people think engineers are these pocket protector individuals that are, you know, introverted. I'm in the office. I'm not. I'm an extroverted engineer, right? And I think that stemmed from, you know, me being an athlete, you know, playing sports, always being in a team environment. And one of the things about the industry and business that I understood early on, you know, even when I had my paper routes, even when I was cutting yards, you know, as a young man working at car washes. Uh, one of the things I realized is that it's about seeing people win. Right. And one of the core things about this industry is that although you may not be winning at that time. Right. Because. It's a season for everybody. You may be in your winter season when someone else is in their summer season, 
right? Uh, or you, they may be in it's different seasons. So, you know, what I've learned is that seeing other people win and being celebrated, a lot of times in the corporate world, uh, they're not celebrated, right? You're not celebrated. But when you come in this industry, you're celebrated for the smallest thing. And we say, you know, we say that people, people would die for recognition, right? Uh, whether they're making money or not, they want that recognition. And I saw where this industry, and I've seen over the years where this industry has allowed people to really be celebrated and which has caused them to stay in the game long enough to create the skills to be able to go out and have their best life in this industry. What was your toughest time in network marketing? My toughest time was... <laughs> My toughest time was in around 2000, I think it was like 2014, 2015. One of the companies that I was with, they made a shift in their, you know, in their 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 program, their comp plan, uh, their product base, which caused the business to go backwards. And that was actually it was early in that. That was around 2000, 2008, 2009. That's when the when the market, when things really crashed. And I had to really look inward on you know, whether or not I wanted to stay with that particular program or look for something uh, that wasn't as, product, as much product focused. And that was a really tough time for me, not for myself because I had other things going on, but the individuals that looked to myself and my spouse to lead them, uh, they didn't necessarily have the skills that I had outside of the industry. And so that was a really tough time to see uh, those individuals go through the struggles they went through uh, their belief being impacted in the industry. And so uh, around that time, this, this was really, really a tough time because I really wanted to see people win uh, in the industry. How important is consistency to success? <laughs> consistency is very important, right? Um, and because, you know, if you've ever done anything that's that's been a success, um, you, you've been consistent at it. And, and I, I, you know, from an, as an athlete, in order for me to be able to achieve the successes that I did as an athlete, uh, baseball player, every day consistently I had to be on the field. Every day at 2:45, I had to be on the field, ready to practice every single day except Sunday, right? And so, but through that consistency, through that repetition of doing the mundane tasks that I've been doing for years, it created ingrained skills that allow me to now have success unconsciously, right? And so that's what the consistency does, right? It allows you now to unconsciously do the things that you've been practicing on that allows you to have success, uh, you know, more, uh, more often uh, than not. If you want something new and different, go check out this group, Purpose Driven Networkers. It's the only group where you get to prospect with myself and other top leaders at least 15 times a week. You also get accountability. And if you're stuck and not sure how to reply back to prospects, then you get to send me screenshots of your conversations and I'll guide you on what to say. You also get access to over 180 different trainings that should teach you everything from building your business on Instagram to prospecting LinkedIn to even more traditional methods of building such as doing home meetings or coffee shop meetings. It also has a five-step program to help you get your next customer or rep within 28 days. And most people get a lot, lot quicker than that. No other group in network marketing can give you this type of training 
coaching, and accountability combined. So if you're ready to take your business to the next level, go check it out at PurposeDrivenNetworkers.com. Again, that's www.PurposeDrivenNetworkers.com. Hey, thank you so much for uh, this show. You've been awesome, Mike. Uh, As we wrap up, some quick questions to pick your brain. And these can be quick one sentence. Okay, so first one is, what is one of your favorite success quotes that motivates you? Not believing is more difficult than believing. That's simple. Believing is more difficult than not. Uh, Simon, sorry about that. We got it. No worries. I'll look it up. I think. Okay. Um, I, I, I'll. I'll uh, not believing is more difficult than believing. I mean, yes, that's, that's the word I'm looking for. I was trying to say it right. Yeah, no worries. Uh, what is one habit that's helped you become successful? Controlling my emotions. How do you do that when things are tough? What do you say to yourself? You're here in the industry. Uh, a terminology called PMA, positive mental attitude. I think individuals who are, you know, uh, is in athletics, in, in athletics or an athlete, you know, we, we, we've gone through things and we've been taught to, to be a, uh, a team player. You've been taught to be a, a team sport, you know, sport in the industry. Um, and so that mental attitude, that attitude is so important to the success you have, Right. Because you're going to have times when, you know, things are not going good, but how you actually view and how you control your emotions in that situation can make a world of difference of the success you'll have uh, in the industry or in any area of your life. What's the best piece of advice you ever received? The best piece of advice I received was, Mike, work harder on you than you work in the business. Work harder on you than you work in the business. What's your favorite prospecting tool? So say someone's interested, it's a qualified prospect. Do you uh, do a Zoom right away? Do you meet them face-to-face? Do you send a video first? What do you like to use? Uh, I like to use a video first, uh, prospecting, because it, it, it lets me know to weed out. It's to weed out individuals who right now, they're not hungry for what I have to offer. So a video saves me time, and it allows me to now cut through all the fluff in terms of questions and get right to the nitty gritty of what they want to know. What's your favorite app on your phone that's not a social media app? My favorite app on the phone is, um, ooh, that's a good question. It's not a social media app because I'm always on social media. <laughs> uh, I would say my, the, my, my, my most favorite app would be my health app. What are two or three books you could recommend to ML Nation? Um, the Strangest Secret, Earl Nightingale. Uh, another one would be, oh, do I have it here? The other one would be, um, oh, gee, there's so many. Now you asked me the Strangest Secret. A uh, one I like is U Squared. U Squared is one I got it right here. So I can tell you all of who it is. U Squared by Price Pritchard. I'll check that out. All right. Cool. And, and Believe Nation, uh, Believe Nation by Mr. David Moniteier. And here's the last question, the million-dollar question. Are you ready? Yes. So imagine you had to start all over again, and you knew no one. You didn't even know your wife, didn't know your contact list was zero. But you had all your current knowledge, skills, and wisdom. What's the first thing you do or the first place you go to find prospects and build a network marketing business from scratch? Uh, there's no, there's no one place I would go, Simon. I would just do life. 
right? I would do life. So if I'm going to the just going to the gas station, I'm always looking for who's looking for me, right? And that starts by a smile and hello. So I think a lot of times people are looking for certain areas to go, Simon. I'm hoping I'm, you know, answering your question, looking for places to go. Just be you. Just go out and be you. And wherever you go, just keep your head on the swivel for who's looking for you and smile and say hello. Because a lot of times people just want someone with a friendly face and you just never know who that individual might be. But if you smile and say hello, then you now they respond back. You have a potential prospect. I love that. It's so simple. Sometimes we think that uh, we got to go to a, special, a specific place, but often the people you think are going to be interested will not. And the person you least expect, like you said, that could be the person in the gas station pumping gas right next to you. That could yeah. be the, your best prospect. Yeah, absolutely. Hey, thank you so much for sharing your wisdom. As we wrap up, Mike, any last words or advice? And then what's the best way our listeners can connect with you? Well, my, my advice is, is be patient with yourself in this industry. It takes time. Stay focused on your lane. A lot of times people look to the left and look to the right. You want to run down the highway at 150 miles an hour. If you're running down the highway at 150 miles an hour, you don't have time to look left or look right. You're looking straight in your lane. So stay in your lane. Be patient with yourself, right? It takes time to develop yourself as a professional in this industry. And I think so many oftentimes people uh, discount themselves in this industry. They leave because they don't give them time themselves time to become professionals and professionals get paid very well. So you can reach me uh, on my Facebook, Michael Stotts, uh, Michael Stotts. You can reach me on Instagram, uh, Michael Stotts on Instagram as well. Keep it very simple. And uh, those are two places you can reach me. So you can DM me in any one of those places and uh, and uh, look forward to hearing from you. ML Nation, you're the average of the five people you spend the most time with. And today, you've been hanging out with Michael Stotts. So keep up the momentum and go to MLNation.com. Click on the podcast tab and you see the show notes and all the nuggets of wisdom that Mike shared with you right there, including I'll have links to his social media profiles. Definitely go follow him and check him out. Hey, in order to be successful in life and business and network marketing, you must help others. So Mike, thanks again for sharing your valuable time with ML Nation. We're grateful to you and we appreciate you for having a positive impact on millions of distributors worldwide. Thank you so much again, and God bless you. Thank you so much, Simon. I can say the same for you. Thanks for all that you're doing. Hey, ML Nation, do you ever struggle with consistency or worried about what are you saying the wrong thing, what to say back to your prospects? Well, now you don't have to worry. Go check out our BYOB. This is when you and I, we go together on Zoom and I'll guide you word for word on what to say. And I guarantee you can get at least one interested prospect for your business, service, or products by the end of the session. It's a ton of fun. Go check it out at mlnation.com forward slash BYOB. Hey, ML Nation, a fantastic episode with Michael Stotts. Awesome stuff. Talked about the four personality types. This is something that you all should know about. The red, green, blue, yellows. Sometimes you may hear them as dolphins or sharks or the lions. But uh, basically, this is something you should know, right? And he explained it really uh, well. The green are the facts. The blue are into uh, having fun. The reds are straight to the point, very goal-driven, challenge-driven. And the yellows are more nurturing. They want to serve people. Uh, and he, Mike shared how to asking simple questions to get them to let you know what personality type they are so that you can connect with them better. Okay, 
Really good stuff there. Uh, by the way, if you like the show, head over to MLNation.com, click on the podcast tab, and fo- uh, look at the show notes page, and follow Mike's thoughts. Super professional. I just love you guys didn't even know. Like Even leading up to the show, he was super professional. I'm not to say the other uh, other guests haven't been, but he was super professional in the way prepared, presented, and um, really made it easy for me to do. Got everything ready for me way in advance. Love his professionalism. And that, you definitely want to follow him on social media. Uh, he's talking about people remember. They don't remember what you say. They don't remember what you do. They remember how you made them feel, right? He's an awesome networker. How did you make people feel? Uh, he talked about his aha moments when he met his mentor. Three things. Number one, you must create the environment. So, ML Nation, do you have the environment that fuels your dreams? Do you have the environment that keeps you, that makes you stay focused, that creates that desire to do the things you want to do, right? And number two is working on yourself every day. Number three is believing, you know, believing. You got a belief, and that belief comes from your personal development. And he shared that even if you, you don't have, you don't have the environment, Right, successful people put themselves in an environment. You can by go to YouTube, listen to that Stranger Secret, um, Miles Monroe, Tony Robbins, Jim Rome, all those legends out there, right? Some motivation, Les Brown, all those legends will give you some some motivate you to achieve uh, bigger dreams. And when you said that, it reminded me when I first started my late mentor Jim Rome, all the stuff that he taught me, um, all the sayings and quotes that really went into my subconscious mind that kept me going and have that desire even when I didn't want to do it. Uh, she shared about the worst moment, you know, but how network marketing overall, you focus on the goodness, right? How you get to see other people win while you don't see that in a lot of other careers and a lot of industries. Uh, he preached about consistency, how, you know, he became uh, the top baseball player to have a baseball scholarship for a Division One school was consistency, baseball practice, six days a week at 2.45 p.m. That got him there. Um, good stuff. Um, and also emotional, controlling your emotions, emotions, right? PMA, positive mental attitude. Hey, ML Nation, do you have that positive mental attitude? If you don't, struggling with it, hey, work on yourself with the personal development, create that environment. You talk about an environment that helps you become successful. And last thing is be patient. This business takes time. Be patient. Be patient in the profession. Be patient in yourself. As long as you're learning, you stay in the lane. Don't look left, don't look right. Stay in the lane. You will get there. You will become successful. Hey, thank you for listening. Thanks again to Michael Stoss for an amazing show. I love his million-dollar question to answer. Just do life. Keep it simple. Just do life. Smile and say hello. Look around. Smile and say hello. Who knows what that smile and hello can lead to. Hey, thank you for listening. Make sure you hit the subscribe button. Leave me a review as well. Follow Mike Stoss as as well. And take action on what you learned. Because remember, we're in the profession to help others. So go out there have a positive impact on someone's life today. God bless you all.